podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekwam. I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Welcome to In That Number. I'm Ray. He's Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Ray. <laughs> okay, that was different. Uh, this is episode 139. What title are we going with today, Mush? Men performing badly, as you can tell by the theme music that we've just introduced. Support for In That Number is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped have just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Don't forget, Christmas is just around the corner. Uh, so make sure you trim your tree this festive season. <laughs> for all our listeners, we have a special exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code ITN20 at manscaped.com. Right now, Kevin. The batteries are charged and we are ready to see out this busy period, starting with the post-mortem of Norwich City from Saturday afternoon. Dean Smith's Norwich City, his revenge game, if you were. Uh, just a very, well, very frustrating afternoon, Mush. This was a game that, you know, we had nailed on for November but we just didn't do enough in the second half and got punished with some sloppy errors throughout, really, didn't we? Yeah, it's just a, a classic Saints performance. Yeah, push in the first half, go ahead early. Um, okay, maybe a, a first half equaliser wasn't in the script, but uh, yeah, throwing it away in the second half is just part of the course, isn't it, normally? Yep, uh, it is, and we'll, we'll get more into that later. But um, but first, Kevin, how are you? I mean, I, it seems like we haven't spoke for ages because, you know, the international break and all that, And you, but you were over here not long ago, and now it's just... Yeah, been crazy since then. Are you fully refreshed and looking forward to the busy festive period? I mean, I, yeah, I suppose I guess I have to be. But yeah, I think it was just a, a lot of uh, intense, a lot, lot of, uh, a lot happening in a very short time, and uh, the break was quite timely because I had to, had to, in order to free up some time to go to England, that to pack my schedule before and after. So yeah, it has been fairly busy. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we get into the news, uh, just a quick reminder again, if you appreciate what we do and you feel you'd like to buy us a pint, uh, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Yes, um, and for all of you dedicated listeners who want to show us some love on a regular basis, um, you can set up a regular donation so you can join our swift half tier for just a five a month, a cheeky pint tier for a ten a month. And uh, if you want to get around in, that's 20 a month. Uh, so, yeah, if any of you are crazy to do that, thank you very much. And we've got some fantastic award, fantastic awards and <laughs> rewards. Uh, and you can see what they are on our website, which is buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Perfect, Kevin. Uh, should we get into the ITN news? Oh, yeah, it's a lot to wade through, isn't that? Just a bit. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, ITN news then. I'm going to start with Nathan Redmond and the birth of his baby boy, Knight Ezio Redmond, born on Friday the 19th. So congratulations to Nathan Redmond and his family on the new edition. Yeah, congrats. So he's um, on maternity leave now, right? Uh, paternity leave, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, as Roy Keane said, uh, he didn't have the baby, did he? <laughs> Love Keane. <laughs> um, more news then. I say we've got a lot to wade through. There's been an international partnership announcement with Thane City FC, our first partnership in India, Kevin. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to correct your pronunciation there, so we'll probably end up doing quite a lot. It's Tane. Fantastic. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're, we're a classy outfit. Not not Thane City. It's, it's Tane. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, another international academy partner. I guess it's going to be quite a while before we see um, any players coming through. Um, didn't we? We had one in Ghana, didn't we? What they're called now? That's it, Asante Kotoko. Yeah, I'll take your word for that. I can't even pronounce yeah. Tane. <laughs> Asante Kotoko, that's it, in Ghana. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to see uh, more players coming through from these academies. I think. Great. It's all good. It's all good. Um, not what's not good. Um, you, you, you must have read this 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 uh, article on Josh Sims. Oh my God! Yeah, heart heart bleed. I mean, I I I was reading through the article and then it kind of cut me out because it's a, an athletic article. Um, because you need to pay, obviously, and my athletic subscription doesn't exist anymore. But suffice to say, he was what was it? he? He thought he was having a heart attack at one point, didn't he? Yeah, kind of explains a bit like this. Tragic Sam McQueen story, not why he's been on the sidelines so long. Why he's got, he's gone from Lonsdale to Lonsdale. He was doing all right at Doncaster, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Doing all right in New York as well. Yeah, and he's just, um, he's a free agent still at the moment. Still, yeah. You know, we were saying at the start of the season that somebody needs to snap him up because I'm sure he could do a job somewhere, but, you know, we didn't know just what was going on in his personal life. Okay, moving on then. Lewis Payne signed his first professional deal at 17 years old. And he's made that jump from the under-18s to the B team this season and has become a mainstay there. Uh, he's gone on a bit of a scoring run as well, scoring three goals in his last two appearances. You know, for a 17-year-old defender, that's that's pretty good going. You know, just coming up from the under-18s to an environment where he's, he's coming up against players who are two or three years older than him, you know. It's, it's good stuff for him, so we have to watch him with great interest. Certainly. Uh, and staying with the B team, uh, Will Tizard is back in training he had a stress fracture on his foot, so he'll be slotted straight into that B team, and that will be good news for them, surely. Yeah, definitely. It's a name that we heard quite a lot of last season and beginning of this season, but, yeah, it's gone quiet. I didn't realise that he, he was injured. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, let's, uh, let's start with the transfer rumours then. Um, yeah, Saints are interested in 23-year-old PSV Eindhoven winger Ritsu Doan. You heard this? Never heard of him. Well, now he's the best thing since sliced bread, since we're interested in him. Mm. Um, <laughs> it to do that. Uh, I've never heard of him, but yeah, he's definitely the sort of player that we should be going after. <laughs> um, Take a look at his uh, his um, credentials on FIFA and then yeah. decide that he's excellent. Yeah. Show, show reels on YouTube and uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, so one player that we definitely have heard of is Sam Johnson. Uh, from West Brom, and uh, yeah, he's running out his contract there, so it's all but certain that he's going to leave in January, and uh, Saints and West Ham are both interested. Mm, I wonder well, where he's going to go. I don't know. I mean, if you look at West Ham, who have they got? They've got Fabianski, right? He's no regular goalkeeper. But he's like 40 now, isn't he? <laughs> he can't be 40, surely. He ain't far off it, trust me. Um, let's have a look. Now he's 36. Um, I mean, what are their backup options? Uh, oh, they got Ariola, didn't they, from Fulham? Oh, right, okay. Well, yeah. Don't see him getting ahead of them. I mean, that's, that must be their, you know, plan for the future. Oh, but he's actually, he's only on loan from PSG. From PSG? Yeah, yeah, he's from PSG. Yeah, he was at Fulham on loan, uh, and now he's at West Ham on loan. So PSG are just like shipping him out from club to club, um, to get some experience and stuff. So, I'm guessing he'll, you know, he's not playing a lot because of Fabianski, so he'll just go straight back to Paris Saint-Germain. And then West Ham have got David Martin and they've got Darren, Ru- uh, Darren, Darren Randolph, who are like 34 and 35, respectively. So, Yeah, you're right then. Mm, he'll end up there, I'm sure. And, it, you know, Saints are leaking goals against bottom of the league teams. So Through the fault of the goalkeeper, though. So <laughs> You've got to think that Forster's leaving at the end of the season. McCarthy's position is... Fragile, shall we say? It's always at been the moment. fragile, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he could quite easily slot straight in if, if uh, Ralph's going to promise him to Instant be first-team football, first yeah. choice yeah, keeper. Oh, I'm all for it. I It'll think. be great, but I just don't think... I can't see it happening, mate. Who do you see us getting, then? Probably Joe Hart or something like that. <laughs> oh, God. Probably Fabianski. We do like our Polish goalkeepers, don't we? Exactly, yeah. 
I don't know. I've also heard that um, Jesse Lingard is not signing a new deal at Man United, and he could be on the market. He's, he's definitely going to go to West Ham. He's definitely not going to want to go to Saints, let's put it that way, and, you know, no. West Ham. I think, you know, West Ham, they've got the, the money to pay his wages. And we certainly won't be paying his wages, that's for sure. No. Oh, yeah, and... Um... Orange County FC have a, a new manager. Did you see this? Richard Chaplow, yes. Yeah, old Chappers. Uh, he's too, he's uh, making a career for himself in the States. Yeah, he, he was already on, on the uh, on the coaching staff, wasn't he? Mm. Now he's stepped so, yeah. up to manager. Yeah, good luck, Baldy. Yeah, good stuff. Um, right, loans then, Kevin. Uh, Kane Ramsey's crew, uh, he's still absent from injury. And he was for their uh, 3-0 win over Wolves under 23s in the EFL Trophy. Um, and their return to League One action in a 2-0 loss to Bolton. Saturday's game against Gillingham at home. They won 2-0, crew. Uh, but again, he wasn't playing. He wasn't in the team at all because I'm guessing still injured. Um, some good news, though. Jake Vokins, he's back. He was named on the bench. Uh, in Ross County's 4-2 loss at Rangers. Um, and next up for them, they got Hibs on Wednesday. So watch out for that to make sure he, I mean, he might even get a start in that one. He's back. So that, that's that's great news. Yes, get in there, JB. Dan and Underloo's Lincoln, he hasn't, well, hasn't played since we last recorded. Uh, their game with Sunderland was postponed. Um, and yesterday they played Doncaster away. He did start the game, um, but he was substituted in the 75th minute. Lastly, we have Will Ferry's Crawley Town. Oh, he was not included in the squad in the EFL trophy because they came up against the Saints B-side. Um, and we kicked their ass 4-0, so unlucky yes. Crawley. Um, and then they played Barrow yesterday away and they won 1-0. Not included. Yeah, he seems to be on the sidelines. So. Not included again, no. So um, I don't know if he's injured or not. I, I know about a lot about Crawley Town because uh, there's a, a guy who's a, 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 a Russian guy who's a Saints fan and he's set up a Crawley Town uh, fan club in Russia. So Vladimir is his name. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why you choose to be a Crawley Town fan. but It I seems very strange. <laughs> but yeah, what I have seen of what he's been saying about Crawley Town, I Will Ferry hasn't really been featuring much at all recently. And say so he wasn't included in the FL trophy because he was coming up against his parents' side. Yeah, that's um, to be expected. But not not in the team yesterday. Yeah. We'll start with the B team then. Uh, as mentioned previously, ended their EFL trophy campaign with a thumping 4-0 win over League Two's Crawley. Uh, Kazim Legby with a brace, Ramelo Mitchell and, a, and one more for the goal machine, Thierry Small. He's scoring some goals at the moment for a left back. That's um, that's looking good. Um, away to Sunderland today, Sunday the 21st, uh, as we look to overtake Norwich in the Premier League 2 table uh, up into 7th place. That will be uh, a big one. Uh, the women's, uh, they've been back in action, Kev. Uh, they kicked off their National League Cup campaign, knocking out league rivals and leaders Ipswich. Uh, on their own turf as well. 1-0, uh, Lucia Kendall with the goal. Uh, and then they started their FA Cup run with a 1-0 win over Swindon Town. And Lucia Kendall again with the goal. Uh, and then finally got back to league action midweek with a convincing 3-0 win over Crawley Wasps. Poor Crawley. Uh, Lucia Kendall yet again uh, and Ella Pusey with a brace. Uh, and today, the big one, they host league leaders Ipswich at Snow's Stadium today. Massive, Kev. Uh, Ipswich have been flawless this season in the, well, apart from that National League Cup loss to us, but a perfect 10 from 10. And they're nine points ahead of us, but we have three games in hand because we, we've played 7-1-7, seven, seven, of course. Now, if we can do a job on them here and still have those games in hand, then, you know, we can show who's running this league. Yeah, definitely. Yes, Kevin, uh, been, been a busy week, not for Saints, but for the internationals. Uh, and I'm guessing it's been a busy week for you because you have to do your international roundup. Um, I guess so. Um, I'm going to take it in a kind of lazy and haphazard manner, just do it uh, country by country. Yeah, Tino Livramento and, Tino. Uh, and Ward Prowse. Uh, they were both called up and then went out and came back, didn't they? With, That's right, um, yeah. Niggling injuries. Um, 
Although, yeah, WordPress, uh, do, you, do you think he would have featured in those matches yeah. quite possibly? Oh, he might, he might have come on in the San Marino whitewash, but I don't know. Or the Albania <laughs> whitewash as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, 15 goals, that's, uh. That's quite an aggregate score, that, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, but yeah, surprisingly, uh, Scotland's doing incredibly well. Um, looking <laughs> surprisingly, <seven berries> yeah. <laughs> in their group. Well, no, I mean, they didn't have the best start and then they got, uh, six back-to-back victories, uh, including one against, uh, Denmark, who'd been unbeaten up until then. Um, with 2-0 win, including um, a goal from Jay Adams, assisted by none other than Stuart Armstrong. Yeah, and uh, another 2-0 win against Moldova means that they go into the playoffs as a seeded yeah. team. So they, yeah. well, they, they won 7 from 10, didn't they, Scotland? And finished second in their group, which was, which was really good. Because, I mean, I guess if you look at that group as a whole, you've got... Denmark, Scotland, Israel, Austria, Faroe Islands, and Moldova. You would have been disappointed if you didn't finish second. Uh, yeah, I mean, Austria and uh, Denmark are decent teams. Yeah, well, they've only, they've only lost one out of the ten, so that's good. So they won seven through two and lost one. So well done, Scotland. Yeah, know, into, the, into the playoffs. I'm really starting to like that Scotland team. Mm, I'm, like, I'm liking the players, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, just maybe not Billy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yes, uh, Jan Bednarek, uh, he featured in their 2-1 loss to Hungary. Despite that, they did go through into the playoffs uh, after a, a 4-1 win over Andorra, but um, Jan did not feature in that. Um, and they're unseated, so yeah, potentially could go up against Scotland in those playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finished second in our group, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They grind a, a draw against uh, England. They did, yeah. Mm. Norway, they fucked it up. <laughs> mm, they did, yeah. <laughs> Nil-nil draw with Northern Latvia and uh, lost 2-0 to the Netherlands. Uh, Mo did actually score a goal, but it was chalked off. I did, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, our decision. Um, yeah, maybe Ole in. Maybe. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it couldn't do much worse. That's true. Um, yes. Uh, Musi Cineppo. Um, mm, yes. Very, very he? active. Yeah. Well, I imagine that's why he wasn't featured in the squad. Probably not up to, to fitness. Yes. Fitness. He wasn't up to fitness. Um, <laughs> you sound like Claudio Ranieri, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes. Uh, they absolutely twatted Rwanda 3 0. <laughs> uh, yeah, another team that they continuously seem to play um, and he scored the first goal in that match um, and then they played Chad <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they did play the Gambia though uh. um, but yeah Musa wasn't included in that uh, they won 1-0 just 1-0 against the Gambia and uh, yeah I don't know I haven't heard much news but is Musa out with some kind of I don't injury know. or Maybe it's COVID-related and we just don't know yet. I don't know. Yeah, but um, that was enough to put them through to the uh, playoffs for the World Cup. So it'll be yes. so good to see him at the play at the um at the World Cup. Maybe they'll be drawn up against Poland. Yeah, no, another good team to watch out for. That'll be great. They won't be drawn against Poland because it's um. <laughs> I'm taking the. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean that would be the first time that they'd ever been at a. Uh, Cup, yeah, that would be great, just to support them on the side, you know, get the big Marley flag put up and stuff, and, you know, no, another another team to support in, in the World Cup, it would be good. Um, or obviously not. <laughs> well, yeah, no, why not? We need uh, we need every team we can support uh, as soon as England... As soon uh, as England fail massively in the group stage and not score a goal, team. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, come on, you know, escape straight through the group stage and lose to Germany. That is the that is the tradition, right? Well, we did do it in the Euros, did we? We did we did all right oh, in that. Yeah. Um, maybe Italy's the new team that we lose against each time. Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh, honorable mention to Albania. Uh. Yeah. Armando Breuer obviously uh, couldn't feature for Albania due to injury, and uh, yeah, they fucked it up too. Uh, oh, luckily, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, in the matches that we've just mentioned. So, yes. Mm. Um, no Albania. Poor bro, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Starts going for Saints one. Yes. Needs to start first. A little bit difficult to score when he's on the bench. Um, is that it for the international break? Round up. Yes. That is it. Okay. Kevin, uh, we have to do this now. We have to talk about Norwich. Trying to avoid it the whole, whole time, but uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> no more. Right, okay. Dean Hammond's here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. Okay, we go into Norwich at Carrow Road then. That devastating 2-1 loss. Che Adams given us hope and the lead after just four minutes, only to be pegged back three minutes later with a series of errors leading to Timu Puki heading home at the near post. And then Grant Hanley with a dagger with just over 10 minutes to play. <clears throat> it's a very difficult game to come back to, really, isn't it? There's no, there's no excuses about it, really. It's just a lot of blame and finger pointing, no doubt. Um, I mean, we'll start with the starting 11 then, Mush, because there was confusion. Well, I mean, the defence kind of picks itself these days, but there was no Stuart Armstrong, no Redmond missed out because of the, the you know his new new son. Gineppo also, which we've mentioned in the, in, in the international break, um, who, who scored on, on Mali duty. Uh, confusion here because of Diallo. Um, he, he's got Teller on the bench, right? Seemed like a ready-made change right there. But why would you choose a player out of position here? Yeah, I'm putting Teller on the right, you mean? Yeah, why not? Or, as many people suspected when they saw the lineup, they thought it was a 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I did, because I thought there's no way you can play Diallo out there, right? But then playing El Yunusi that far up is also a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I guess with Teller, you've got yourself a, a forward, a number 10, and a winger. I guess you've got, you could use him in any way you want, but Diallo, you can't. So that's why I'm saying it's a bit, you know, a bit confusing there. Yeah, I mean, you could have, um, like we said, been a 4-3-3, have Teller as part of a front three, and that would make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was screaming out for him to bring him on later on in the match, but I um, didn't feature at all again. No, 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 and that's, that's what's confusing as well. And uh, we mentioned it at the top of the show, it's uh, Dean Smith's first game in charge. Uh, was this just a case of a new manager effect, Kev? Partly, I guess, uh, but it's... Partly down to us just not taking the chances that we had in the first half. Story of the season, really. Yeah, I mean, we got away with it against Watford and against Villa. But it's come to bite us on the arse again. We had that second half collapse. But, you know, if we'd have been going into the break two or three up, there's no way we're actually getting back into this. So we just kind of left the door open for them. And the strategic decisions and the substitutions in the second half pretty much gifted Norwich the victory. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see where you come to that. But um, Shay Adams, Kev, he opened the scoring after just four minutes. And I mean, I suppose we shouldn't be surprised by this because this is how we do things early on, at least. Um, but I don't know about you, but I was rubbing my hands together thinking this was going to be even easier than I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, you, you probably had barely warmed your hands up by the time they equalised. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a great goal. It kind of came from almost nothing, really. Um, I mean, Carl Walker-Peters working really well up that left wing. And uh, Romeo and Adam Armstrong, they teamed up well to keep the pressure on. Um, even when Oriol Romeo did lose the ball, that's a clever little flick from Adam Armstrong to Che. And, uh, I mean, he's on the ball for so long, holds off both of the centre-backs. And... Yeah, just rolls it into the far corner. He did, yeah, the ketchup bottle. That is uh, <laughs> yeah, Shea Adams. Scoring. Very, very hot. Yeah, five goals in six games for club and country. It's, um, it's good to have a player like that. And as you said, Adam Armstrong did well to poke the ball through and Shea did well to finish it with those defenders closing around him. Well, yeah, just to, just to, just to hold on to the ball. Though. I mean, yeah. the strength you know, to, to hold off both centre-backs, that's, that's really impressive. Was good, nice finish again, and everything was rosy. And the fans were singing, "You're getting sacked in the morning." Was uh, I was loving that. Was 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 great, but we didn't love it for long because Pookie with the immediate reply. All right, it all stems from from KWP running down the left, right, and he loses the ball. Should I mean I've heard Ralph's comments saying it should have been a free kick, but should he have been stronger there, or does he have a case for a free kick? Uh, I think it's a bit of both, really, isn't it? I, I, yeah, I mean, I think he's got to be stronger, though. I think you've just got to play tough football. You don't 
just fall over and then expect the ref to blow the whistle because when have the refs ever done us a favour, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Place the whistle and yeah, it's it's, it's one of Kyle Walker-Peters' weaker points is that he's not not the strongest. Get on the weights. <laughs> yeah, or just you know be be a bit, bit smarter about it. Yeah, um, and from then, Kev, I counted four errors up to that. Yeah, KP, K- KWP going down. That was the first. Romeu just flat out given up on closing out the cross and covering for, for Walker-Peters. Salisu's not close to Pookie at all. That's defending 101 right there. And lastly, you can't be beaten at that near post if you're a goalkeeper. It was just terrible all round. Did I miss anything there, Kevin? I, mean, I think, yeah, Romeo, he's trying to mark both Rashica and Aaron's, but ends up marking neither. Yeah. And, just sort of like, and it just looked like he gave up. Wait, which one am I going to mark? Oh, fucking hell, I'm making mind up. <laughs> um, and yeah, just lets Aaron's get the cross off. And well, the same, this kind of confusion between Bednarik and Salisa, they and getting their wires crossed of, you know, which of them's supposed to go for them and which one's going to go to the near post. And uh, again, neither of those things happen. Um, and yeah, Maka, I mean, he had a decent enough view, I think. I don't know how he dodged the ball. He gets his left hand up to it, but it, it goes in off the post. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was just, just awful. And I get, when I said it all stems from the KWP thing, I mean, I don't mind him going on those runs, but he needs to have the cover. And, and both Romeo and Salisu needed to do better. They, they did. And McCarthy, yeah, it was just awful positionally as well. But if you look, look at where he was before the cross comes in, it's just not good enough. Um, and he can see that Salisu isn't tight enough on Puki. And he can see the cross coming in. He can see it all. Um, did he just think that Puki wasn't going to do his, his job there? I, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. I, I, you know, um, I like playing devil's advocate, but I'm at a loss here. It's just a series of errors, like you mentioned, and it, that, that all culminates in a goal. Um, and then, you know, I, I guess you could say we took charge of that first half, really, because there was no concern on my part. I mean, how about you? No, yeah, we completely dominated it um, in terms of possession, um, getting in decent areas, pushing forward, overlapping, switching flanks. Everything seemed to be all right and working. Yeah, some diagonals, some nice diagonals to the fullbacks as well, trying to get them involved. Yeah, because it's, it's always um, a bit of a concern when you've got uh, Walker Peters out of position there on on the left. It doesn't always work, but he seems to be settling into it. Yeah, with those three midfielders, I mean, I think maybe just the choice of lineup means that we're lacking something there. I think you're going to get good possession with um, Diallo up there on the right. And um, he wasn't awful in that first half. But I think if you want some attacking edge, you need some of the players who have been rotated in and out of those wide positions. Um, I mean, we really were struggling to pick our favourite two out of how many have you got? You know, five or six. But here we're struggling to fill a position, and I don't understand why Ralph's so allergic to experimenting with putting Tino up there on on the wing and uh, having Perot and Walker Peters in their natural positions. I've mentioned that before. I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to everyone, see that. Everyone that will be on tour fans are, are saying it. Um, you know, just he only has to try it once to shut everyone up. Well, I, know, I guess he doesn't have to try Diallo out there now because he knows what what's going to happen. It's just a, it's a strange choice. Really. It's not a knock on Diallo, by the way. No, it's just it's, yeah, it's a strange choice. But it's just another one of those halves where we should be getting well, we should be going into the in, into the uh, second half with a lead, a comfortable lead, because you know you, countless occasions this season it's happened and it's it's a big problem. You know, yeah, we're just not taking the chances. It's not as if they weren't there. I mean, Ward, Ward Prowse had a chance that he put straight at Tim Krull. Walker Peters has a shot he doesn't match to get off. Then we knew he put one wide. Uh, I think Salisa even had a crack at one he point. He did, yeah. He had, a couple of, he had a couple of cracks, didn't he, from distance. Mm. But even when... My point is, though, even when we're winning these games, we're, we're not scoring many goals. But, you know, we're still taking the points and then we're relying on good defensive play and, and clean sheets and... But when you're making so many errors, this is the result. This is what's going to happen. You're not going to score enough goals. 
and you're going to concede them. And that, that's what, exactly what happens on, on Saturday. We're back to our old ways again. It's just a, just a cock-up. Complete cock-up. Speaking of cock-ups. Uh, support for ITN is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped have engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer that focuses on intelligent and comfortable grooming. Allow me to run through some of these points on this Lawnmower 4.0. So it has the skin safe technology. You can feel confident because the 4.0 helps reduce the nicks. It reduces the risk of ingrown hairs, reduces the risk of general grooming accidents. And did I mention, Mush, the wireless charging system that uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer? You didn't. Uh, but there's so many reasons uh, for you to purchase one of these bad boys. Uh, and we have an exclusive offer for you to take advantage of. Uh, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code ITN20 at the checkout at manscaped.com. And like I said before, Christmas is just around the corner, so make sure you trim your tree this festive season. Uh, get on manscaped.com now and use the code ITN20 for this amazing offer. Keep your balls shiny. Your balls will thank you. <laughs> now back to some more balls at Carrow Road. Mush, I mean, Ralph raised some eyebrows with the team selection. Um, he, he tinkered with the formation too during the game. He took off our only informed striker, Adams, and he put on Walcott, who was dreadful again and, and wasteful there right at the end. Romeu comes off for Lianco, allowing the back free and thus becoming more attacking. Fine, I get that, right? But Diallo played the whole 90 minutes, which I didn't agree with. Uh, Elianusi off for Broya as well. All these changes impacted negatively, especially Walcott. He's played around 30 minutes and he's the focus of the negativity across social media platforms now. Um, his confidence must be at a whole time low, dare I say it, probably for his whole career now. I mean, it was pretty low after that penalty against Chelsea. I thought that that could be the end of him, to be honest. But again, uh, Ralph seems to rely on him time after time to make a change that he's not capable of doing. But with the other changes as well and the change of formation, like, did you have any objections with it? Like, looking at it on the whole, you think Romeo's coming off for Lianco and you think, hang on a second, that's very, very defensive. But when you think about the change of formation, actually, it's probably the best thing to do. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the only one that makes a little bit of sense. But I think you, there's so many players out of position um, so many players that have to shift out and do something different uh, when when that happens. Uh, the, uh, there's just a lot of confusion and and tiredness by that point because it had taken a lot to push Norwich for an hour or so, and they just seemed completely knackered. Uh, yeah, Diallo I think should have come off. Adams shouldn't because mm. uh, he's. He's one of the players who's, who still had the, the energy and to have the form, and he's, he was forming a really decent partnership with Armstrong there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to break that up, to, to bring in Walcott, yeah, I don't understand that. Diallo for Walcott, I would have understood, but. Well, yeah. even, even, uh, Diallo for Lianco and then change it up a little bit that way, but, or, but Elianusi for Broya. Taking Elianusi off, um, is a good idea. Bringing on Breuer is, is also a good idea. They, uh, I think that first up was encouraging. Mm-hmm. And you thought, okay, he's, he's you know, willing, willing to do something to make a difference. But yeah, the, the two subs after that, yeesh, Jesus, Romero was having a, a decent game, I thought. There's no reason to bring him off. Uh, you could probably hook off uh, Diallo for... For Lianco and have that three at the back push uh, Lidra and Walkinius mm. right up. That's, that was my point, yeah. Yeah, really get on top of them. But, okay, if you're Ralph, what would you have done differently when the game is 1-1 after 70 minutes? Because, wow, I mean, Lianco coming, off wasn't, coming on wasn't the mistake. The formation changed probably the right choice. But you're just saying, you know, the, the personnel was the, was the wrong, wrong, uh, wrong choice there. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to repeat myself, you know, um, you can, rather than having more players out of position, um, change it so you have less players out of position. Um, yeah. Put Walker Peters on the right and bring in Perot. Okay. Have well, that's on that back three. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, well, I mean, you, you've got to. In hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. But yeah, the second half, Kevin, it was just awful, wasn't it? It was probably the worst performance of the season. Well, one that I can remember anyway. Just allowed Norwich to get back into it when they really shouldn't. And the whole thing was just a colossal fuck up, really. Because, I mean, four corners for them in the second half. They only had one in the first. That was just... Uh, it, it just seemed like they, they weren't... The effort was not there then. Like they were... Uh, settled for a 1-1 draw yeah I mean, you could come to that conclusion um, by bringing on more defenders that were happy to sit back and and you can't really blame Ralph I suppose for trying to sit on a 1-0 lead it's worked out for him before and Norwich didn't look a huge much of a threat but they, they really started pushing um, and yeah that goal wasn't against the run out play uh, it, it was coming we knew it was going to happen you're talking about the Norwich second goal? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and it comes from a corner as well, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, again, the first one practically might as well have come from a corner. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just what we can't deal with, isn't it? And, you know, McCarthy hanging his head in shame again because Grant Hanley, Grant Hanley, wow. Grant Hanley, uh, <laughs> 79th minute, uh, first Premier League goal in, was it, 10 years? Yeah. It has to be, doesn't it? I'm convinced that, that McCarthy had a bet on a 2-1 loss because that goalkeeper <laughs> was, was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, Christ. I mean, yeah, they thought the first one was bad. Uh, the second one's somehow even worse. Um, um, there was a warning shot even before that. Pookie tries to make history repeat itself by scoring. Oh, he did, yeah. Exactly mm. the same position. But um, Maka did make the save that time. Mm. But here... Uh, yeah, really good corner from, from Gilmore. And Hanley just allowed a free header at the far post. I mean, there's a bit of a scrum there. Prousey and Salisu and a couple of others. And yeah, he just managed to jump on top of him somehow and get to it. But yeah, Maka. It was a poor yeah. header. It wasn't even a great header. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, straight down the ground. Um, it, it bounces. And, okay, um, I, I wouldn't have saved it, but, um, yeah, Maka's effort was just abysmal. Yeah, and, I mean, Ralph said at the end of the game that the, you know, this game should have been won in the first half, and he's right, because we just offered nothing in that entire second half. And McCarthy now, Kev, I mean, you can point the finger at him for both goals, sure, but there was mistakes leading up to that first one, which was out of his control. But that, that second one was terrible. You won't see him make a make a a play like that again full season, I'm sure. Well, you hope anyway. Because uh, of course, we're being hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the fact is, right, I mean, McCarthy has been good this season. And this was his worst performance by a long shot. It wasn't just the goals, it was dealing with the crosses too, because I recall he missed a punch, you know, he, he faced, I think he faced four shots on target and he made a good save on Pukie. Um, but the two that went in were just awful. Um, and my question, Kev, is that what does that do for his confidence moving forward? And I hate to say this because, you know, he's going to be coming up against Salah, Firmino, Mane, you know, and everybody else that Liverpool have to offer him next. He could be picking the ball out of the net a lot next week and, you know, a bad back coming. Um, yeah, quite possibly. I mean, it's easy to pile on to the keeper, but keepers only really ever as good as the men that are just in front of him. And... He's been keeping a lot of clean sheets because uh, Bethnarek and Salisa have been having some decent performances so far this season. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, defensively, they were at fault as well for both of those goals. Um, yeah, not marking their man for the first goal, not marking their man for the second goal. No one at either post um, for defending against that corner. Mm-hmm. We said that before, haven't we? Yeah, and you know these are lessons that, that haven't been learned. Yeah, fans fans are calling for Forster when when Maka has a blip. But would this be a good time to start Forster against Liverpool? Because Ralph has to pick him up after this and then get him ready for a Liverpool side which are just banging in the goals. I mean, they scored four against Arsenal yesterday. Would this be? a bad time or a good time to put Forster in. I know I've said it, I've been against it before. You need to pick a goalkeeper and stick with him. And Ralph's done that. So credit to him for that. And, and it's worked because McCarthy's been great. 
But I'm just thinking moving forward after after losing a game like this and both goals, you have, you, you have to look at him for them. Uh, is this really going to be the right time for him to be playing against a hot Liverpool side? Is a cold force going to make a difference? I don't know. Uh, it's a tough decision, isn't it? Yeah, for me, I mean, it's a really um, big decision to to take out your number one keeper. Forster's on his way out, so yeah, if you're going to destroy a keeper's confidence by uh, taking them out after a, uh, one bad performance, uh, yeah, that, that's a real tough one. I don't see him doing it, to be honest. I don't see him doing it either, but I'm, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because of the quality of opponent that he's going to be facing against next and what that could do for him. I mean, dare I say another 9-0 or something like that. What's that going to do? Um, not... I'm not saying it's going to be 9-0, please don't get me wrong, but I'm just thinking if this was against any other time, I mean, say say we had to play to play Brighton or Leicester because they're coming up, I mean, I wouldn't really be considering it, but just the fact that it's, it's Liverpool and he's had such a shocker, it might be worth considering it at least, I, I don't know, but again, I, I'm just being guilty of what I've criticised in the past. Uh, but Salisi, Kevin, worst performance for a long time from him, I think. There was lots of individual errors from him, something that he's cleaned up massively in recent weeks. And I don't know, it just seemed uncharacteristic, un- uncharacteristically of him. He gave the ball away on, on several occasions. And he's also, Kevin, he's one booking away from a suspension as well. So there's something to look at. And I can see him getting one against Liverpool, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's tough, really, because I thought um, at points in the game, I was... Um quite impressed by Salisa, the way that he was putting quite clever balls forward, the way that Vestergaard used to. Um, mm. Those beautiful diagonal balls. And he, I mean, <laughs> it's those defensive errors that stop him from... Uh, from from getting on out. Liverpool's radar. Uh, yeah, so maybe it's not so bad after all. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. He just take two steps forward and then one step back every now and then. Yeah. It's all part of the master plan. That's what we're hoping. Um, Tino Livramento, Kev, I mentioned at the top of the show that the new manager effect and the positive for Dean Smith, I, I guess, facing Saints back to back is that you can nullify the threats that Saints had. And you could say that, that Livramento was a threat against Villa. Um, but your knowledge is going to be heightened of what that, that they have to offer. And Tino wasn't as effective in this one. I mean, even so, he did get forward and, and, and whip the crosses in. I think he whipped in three in total. But was that was that something that Dean Smith was looking at, do you think, to try and nullify the threat of, of Livramento? The only start thing he was looking at when he was villain manager a couple of weeks <laughs> back. Um, and It did work then. El Ghazi on them, and it didn't work then. But he put Brandon Williams on them this time, and it did work. Hmm. Because, um, yeah, Tino was pretty quiet all match. And, uh, yeah, Brandon Williams managed to, to do it all. I did, did pick up a yellow card, but, um, was, was quite clever in the, the way that he's given little flower fouls here and there to, to stop him in his tracks. Yeah. And again, that's another argument for why you should push him further forward. What? So, as in, you're not going to know what he's going to have to offer? Well, no, I mean, that the Brandon Williams would have to deal with both Tino Livramento and Carl Walker-Peters. Mm-hmm. As, uh, as opposed to Theo or Elianusi or Diallo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a, a number. I mean, uh, Campwell against Diallo as well. I mean, that, that's a, another battle that we lost. Mm. And, and and while we're on Diallo, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to sum up his performance, actually, because I... I guess it's been a theme since he's arrived, really, just poor in possession. Not sure if he's maybe quite used to the pace of the league still. I mean, he's been he's been in the team, in and out of the team, so he can't really get a, a good grip of it. But he always wants more time on the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I still think it was a risk starting him. And even worse, I guess, keeping him on. Yeah, he played the whole nine minutes. Um, mm. Again, um, he was one of the players that looked the most tired and, yeah, I mean, he was sometimes poor enough anyway in his decision-making and lost the ball quite enough as it is um, without being out of position and knackered. And the, the, the player that's going to get a lot of flack for this, apart from McCarthy, is Theo Walcott, and I, I don't really yeah, know what that, we can say about it at this point. Yeah, yeah, big, big one. I, mean, I think any of our strikers would have put that one in. But that's the problem that we've had with Theo, and we've mentioned it so many times on the show, that he just struggles with his finishing. His end product isn't there, and he's struggling big time at the moment, and he's getting the brunt of all the criticism. He missed that golden opportunity, 
and I desperately think that we need Stu in this team. And, and, and just give Theo a, a, you know, a, a starring role on the bench, you know, bring him back into the fray if we're ever comfortable in, in, in a game. Maybe like a Shane Long role for, for Theo. Yeah, so we've got, you know, two people on the bench that can... Waste chances. Yeah, well, <laughs> waste time at the end of a match if need be. But yeah, you don't bring him on when... Chasing a win. Chasing a win. Yeah, we're, we're one all and looking looking for the winner. Taking off informed Shea Adams and putting on the waste of space that is the Walcott because you know that Adams in that position is going to be bearing it. Yeah, that's that that's on Ralph. That, yeah. that, that decision's on Ralph. He does, but what isn't on Ralph is well. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not saying this this is this is evident or true, but I'm just going to put this question to you: Is this a question of work ethic at this point? I mean, are you concerned by any individuals not putting in the effort or are you more concerned as, as a unit? Because, you know, we're approaching the halfway point now. We all know how busy December is. These points are going to be fucking crucial. Is there anybody for you that's not pulling their weight or is it a question of them just not doing enough or is it a whole team? No, I don't think it's um, a matter of uh, players not pulling their weight. That team just weren't good enough. I mean, you see, just wasn't good enough. I'd say Diallo wasn't good enough. McCarthy had a shocker. Um, uh, yeah. Everyone else, I can't really blame them to be honest. Mm. Okay, so it's not it's not a work ethic thing with you. That, 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 that at least that's something that we can work on. No, besides you know the other lapse of concentration and defence, but um, that's something we're used to, isn't it? No, it happens all the time. It happens in every game, doesn't it? From every team, but it's yeah. just the, the timing of it, really. Uh, but last season, Kev, we finished fifteenth, of course. Um, after that very bright start. I guess we're just going to hope that we can do a reverse of this. But just in comparison, through 12 games last season, we were on 20 points and fourth in the league. We're 13th now on 14 points. So I guess the bottom line here is we need to start winning because these games, well, they're tough games. They're not going to stop. Yeah, I think, you know, I have to reserve judgment a little bit. But, I mean, on the whole, considering, you know, the players that we've lost and the lack of money that we've got for investment I'm not not entirely disappointed with our position I mean I mean I'm disappointed no. with the result yesterday it's a terrible result yeah I'm, um, I think I'm with you there it's no time to panic at all it's it's just a it's a blip in in a very very long season and it's still early yeah I mean so far this is the exception rather than the rule we had our yeah. regular awful opening to the season um, and this is the first match that you'd expect us to win that we've lost. Well, I mean, again, I, I expected us to lose to Villa or at least, you know, a point against Villa. We picked up all three. So you reverse those mm. around and it's, it's not such a bad thing. Um, but it would have just been nice to have that little bit of breathing space to get those three points yesterday and, and, and move on up. Um, Kev, have you got any stats? Yeah, I've got the, the regular stats. Um, Hit me. So yeah, like I said, um, five corners um, to our seven. Uh, in the first half, uh, they only had one and we had three. So we both had four corners in, in the first half. They got a goal from uh, one of their corners and we managed to balls up three corners in succession. Yeah, that's another thing. Like Prowse's corners haven't been on point, have they? No, they haven't. I, it, you know, my memory isn't the greatest, but uh, yeah, I don't can't remember the last time he got in a, a, a decent corner that we or scored or, or even got a chance from. And yes, three kicks have been off as well. Yeah, yeah, there's something wrong there. He hasn't been his usual self, has he, this season? No. Um, yeah, and that red card hasn't really done him much good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, we dominated possession 63% and um, we got in 17 shots, uh, five on target. That's not good enough. What's the percentage um, on that, Kevin? Ooh, about 30. Mm. Um, well, still, you know, five shots on target. You'd think that uh, we'd get a goal. Well, I mean, every... One goal out of them. Mm, they got four on target, that's right, yeah. Hey, yeah. Actually, to be fair, it, the, the ones that didn't go in the net, he made good saves on. Probably had no right saving one. <laughs> but the ones that he did let in were just, yeah, just appalling. And I will say, Kevin, you probably could have saved that second one. <laughs> God. Uh, let's reenact it next time I know. 
Yeah. But um, um, yeah, XP 0.44 to 1.02. Um, so yeah, wow. we should have we should have come out winners, but um, yeah, not by not by very much. That's awful. Uh, just awful. Just a terrible terrible result to come back to. Uh, man of the match, Kevin. Oh fucking hell! <clears throat> just when I think I've got a man of the match, I can't do it. Um, Che, because you weren't losing when Che came off. I mean, I've said what I've said about nearly every player, I think. Um, defensive lapses. I probably would have given it to Salisa if you haven't bollocked stuff on both of the goals conceded. Um, yeah, fuck it, if in doubt. Give it to Che. Well, I mean, last season we did that. If you're ever in doubt, give it to Danny. And we have done that for the last couple of years. But now I think that's changed to Tino. <laughs> <laughs> you're in doubt, give it to Tino because he's picked up all our, our player of the months. All, all, uh, right, that, that should be the rule, but he was kept yeah, quite, no. quite True, true, true. I'm not going to go with him for that reason. I'm going to give it to Shea because I think he's the only choice, really, and I think it's an, an easy one for me. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, he, he was taken off probably because Ralph thought he played too much football lately, you know, with the internationals as well. And I guess he needs to keep him fresh for Liverpool. Maybe he thought we had a good enough team uh, to, to see out the, the, the Norwich game with a win. I mean, Alex brought it up, brought up the point on our Discord that Ralph was a little bit naive. I'm, I'm guessing that that's what he meant. Presumptuous, like. Yeah. Just yeah. In the foot. And Walcott replacing our best player on the hour mark as well. You know, that's... Good. Yeah, in hindsight, it was a terrible decision. And I do believe that if we were going to win this game, it had to be Shea that was going to win it for us. So for his constant goal-scoring form at the moment, I'm going to give it to Shea who done it again with a nice little finish. Um, as, as I mentioned, yeah, 13th in the league, 14 points. That's three wins, five draws and four losses now with Liverpool coming up next. This is Klaus Lundekvam and you are listening to In That Number. OK, then, Anfield, Liverpool, uh, Saturday, the 27th of November. Nickname, Kevin? Uh, the Bin Dippers. OK, but real nickname? Um, the Reds, the Cop, yeah. the... yeah. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, famous fans. Uh, John Peel. Is he or was he? He was he. Oh, is that what you got? Um, only one I care to mention. Okay, we got 007, Daniel Craig. He's a oh, right. he's a Liverpool fan. Is he uh, he got... No, no, he's not. He's got all the right credentials. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got uh, LeBron James, apparently. Again, he's not a Scouser. Uh, Clive Owen, he's not a Scouser. Uh, Mal C, she is. Uh, and you know how we love the Spice Girls on this show. And that's for you, Tim. Uh, Craig Charles, very much a Scouser. I'm surprised that you oh, didn't yeah. think of him. Uh, yeah, Al- yeah, exactly. Alvis Costello, another one, <laughs> a lifelong Liverpool fan. Listen, there's loads uh, not worth mentioning, but I can name a hell of a lot more who don't support them, and I am one of them. Um but Liverpool, Kevin, I mean, there's not much you can say about title-chasing Liverpool that we don't already know, is there? I mean, they look to be back to their title-winning best from the season before last. They've got Van Dijk back now. We all know about him. They look up for the battle this year, I guess. I mean, what do you put their form last season down to? Is it just as simple as Virgil? Yeah, if I'm being honest, um, they didn't. I think they've got maybe the best starting eleven in the league. But uh, even, Supreme... even, even better than, than Man City? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's maybe a debate that could be had. Uh, their front line of, uh, yeah, Salah, Firmino, Mane, mm. I mean, that, that, that is brutal, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Good luck, Salisu. don't really have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, isn't Firmino injured still? Is he? OK, well, that's good. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's one of those strikers that goes in and out of form. It's just going to be Diego it. Jota then, isn't it? I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's guaranteed to score against us if he can't score all season um, yeah but I mean the, once injuries and suspensions kick in um, it becomes difficult doesn't it what for Liverpool no yeah. no no because they've got a bloody big good bench as well haven't they but I don't think it's as, as strong as the players that they replace well, no, I think that's true for anything. I, apart from maybe Chelsea, because they've got just, you know, depth, yeah, depth, 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 depth. But, I mean, even Minamino, our, our old friend Minamino, come on uh, and scored for them I yesterday. So they've yeah. even got players like that that can come on. And, you know, you're like, yeah, the starting 11 is pretty damn brutal, isn't it? Let's face it. Salah, 
Jota, Mane, Thiago, Fabino, Henderson, Chamberlain, Van Dyke, Matip, Trent. Trent has been great this season. Um, probably the best keeper in the league, one of the best in the world, no doubt. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I want to stop blowing on, on Liverpool a bit here. And, and what, what do you think our chances are in this one? Um, fuck all, or close to it. <laughs> It's just going to be it's going to be a loss, right? It's just a matter of damage limitation. Well, it is for me anyway. And I think if we can give them a good game, we can defend well. Then, then who knows? I mean, stranger things have happened. Well, we did take Liverpool. Yeah, we did take three points from them last season, didn't we? That early Ings lob. Um, yeah, but they beat we, us two 0 at Anfield. I was saying we we always tend to play very well, um, but we just don't always end up um, with the the best result at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you don't think it's going to be a stuff in then? <laughs> uh, I, I can see, I can see that you're reaching to be positive here, but you, you're struggling. Yes, I mean uh, we've, we've we've had some great performances against Liverpool, but yeah, we always seem to get done by them. Mm-hmm. I mean, last season at home being the rare exception. In terms of predictions then, Kev, I think I'm just going to go with what happened last year. Uh, no, actually, I think it's going to be a lot worse, or a little bit worse anyway. I'm going to say 3-0 to Liverpool. Good God. Okay. I'm going to be slightly more positive. Um, I'm going to go for a valiant performance, but uh, we still lose 2-0 anyway. 2-0, same again. Okay, uh, Tim is going for a 3-1 Liverpool win. Um, and Alex, get this, Kev. Alex is going for a 1-1 draw. That would be a great result. He's running. It would be a great result. That would be fantastic. Um, and Gemma is going for her usual 0-0. How about Marina? Uh, Marina says 2-1 to Liverpool. Well, that's all right. I mean, that's, that's the best result. All right, apart from Alex's. Um, I haven't got Abby's yet. Uh, I'm still waiting for her. Uh, Caitlin is going for 2-2. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Alex and Caitlin are, are going for the point here. So let, let's hope we can. Um, right. Uh, should we go into extra time then, Kevin? Let's do that. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, then extra time. Uh, predictions, uh, as usual. From the Norwich game, Kevin, all of us, all eight of us, predicted Saints wins, apart from Gemma, who went for a draw. Still... Nothing. So the points are exactly the same as they were after Aston Villa. So that's uh, 13 points to me, 22 points to you in the lead. Uh, Tim's on eight and Alex is on six. And I'm guessing it's the same with Wife Wars, Kev. Exactly. Yeah. Marine on 13. Everyone else on 10. Super six then. Uh, round 20 in the week was won by Freddie from the ugly inside uh, on seven points. Uh, and then round 21 was a three-way tie. Dan Buck... Paul Carpenter and John Tekeen with seven also, uh, leaving the overall lead of Colin Carter still secure on 178 points. Kevin, fantasy football, how did you get on? Um, irritatingly, I'm looking at my bench and uh, St. Maxi Pad is on there. I got him on. I scored 10 uh, points with him. He got a goal and an assist, bastard. But uh, I also lost I was, three with, with Maguire. Yeah, I was relying on Livramento and Ward-Prowse. And, uh, yeah, it didn't work out at all. Um, well, my, yeah, my bench is, oddly enough, that was bad as well. Sorry, you're talking about your team. I'm, 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 I apologise. No, no, please. Continue talking about your wonderful team. <laughs> it's not wonderful, not at all. I mean, I thought I made the right decisions in midfield. I put Cornet on the bench and he scored seven. Um, and I've, got, I've still Goals. got Rafinha to play. No, not seven goals, still seven points. Um, I've still got Rafinha to play, um, and they're playing, uh, Leeds playing Tottenham at, I was going to say White Hart Lane then, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium today. So if Rafinha is injured, then, um, Cornet will come on, which is kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Soyuncu on the bench with a point would have been better than Maguire, uh, and Cresswell with two points on the bench would have been better than Maguire and Wan Bissaka put together. Well, Cornet should come in for Diaz because he, he didn't play, did he? Oh, yes. Okay, Diaz didn't play. That's good. But your whole defensive line managed to score minus three. Yeah, I know. Well, if you include my goalkeeper in that, because I, I made the brave decision to put Ben Foster in, even though he was coming up against Man United, and he scored me five points. Yeah, good shout. Mm-hmm. It was a good shout, because my substitute goalkeeper got me zero. So there we go. 49 yeah. points for me in total. Okay, that's, that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, 62 for Oliver Bose to keep him top of our Podders League. 
and how many did you get? Forty somewhere as well. Forty-seven, and I still got Rafinha as well to play. So yeah, I'm hoping he doesn't play. So, that so am I. Bad comes in, yeah. Um, <clears throat> or at least, yeah, go on then, score a hat trick. Um, yeah. In the big league, um, David Phillips top with one knee. Why not? Uh, he managed to score seventy-two points so far this week. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ruben Diaz is on the bench today, by the way. Aha. Uh-huh. Is that not finished yet that much? No, it's half time. Man City are one up mm. against Everton. Sorry, carry on. Um, and yeah, Harko, Sulemar, Stunning Forest, and Bobby Brown's Magical Saints round off the top three. Thank you, Kevin. Russian phrase for me. Um, yes. For, for us all, please get involved in the Russian phrase. Yeah. You have to repeat it out loud so that everybody can hear you. And Tim needs to get on these now if he's planning a trip to, to Moscow. Yeah, definitely. Be a great collection of absolutely fucking useless phrases uh, that you'll be able to <laughs> confuse everybody around him with. <laughs> so the Russian phrase this week is Kupi nam kofia. Kupi nam kofia. That's good. Yeah. Means uh, buy us coffee. Uh, and speaking of that, um, buy me a coffee if you appreciate it. Uh, and you'd like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. And as Kevin mentioned earlier, you can jump on and support us monthly. It would be really, really appreciated. And we will be uh, announcing, well, is you, you just go on to buymeacoffee.com in that number and find out what our tiers are and what you feel like you can donate to us. Next week, we will be looking back at our game with Liverpool and we will preview both games the following week. Wednesday the 1st of December at home to Leicester and Saturday the 4th at home to Brighton. We'll also reveal our goal and player of the month for November. Uh, so, yeah, buckle up, Kevin. It's going to be a bumpy December. Oh, yes, I cannot wait. Up the Saints. Up the Canaries. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Podcast Network.